1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for tuning in, I'm Jay Zawaski. Greg Boyson's got the day off, so it's Mario Tirabassi and me, and we've got a very special guest. Short notice, I hit him up last night after the game, after a host tonight, which is a night we'll all remember. It is Blackhawks play by play man Chris Foster's. Chris, thanks for taking time out, man. I know it's been a busy run for you here, so uh, thanks for jumping on.
2: My pleasure. Good to be with you. But I got to say, I, I wouldn't have agreed to do this if I'd known Greg Boyson would have had the day off. But uh, <laughs> ouch.
1: Yeah, well, he insisted on when he found out you were coming on, he said, screw that. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not doing that's it.
2: Why, that's why you took the day off. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: No, he is. Uh, it is his. Uh, it is his lovely girlfriend Stacy's uh, birthday, so he sp- surprised her with a day off today. So uh, well yeah. earned. Greg works hard. We all do. So it's it's mm. not too hard because our job is very very fun, uh, as you know and you relate to Chris. And um, again, thanks for being with us. And I, I just want to talk about last night. First and foremost, uh, you got to uh, run the panel with Keith and Seabrook and Jalmerson and Sharp. I can't imagine if how if I was in your shoes, how nervous and terrified I would have been <laughs> because those guys, uh, you know, uh, a couple of them are are famously a bit salty and a, a bit standoffish, but I think you knocked it out of the park. How was that? What was that experience like for you?
2: Well, it's been a season of first for me, as you guys know, but I continue to be just amazed by the rock star presence that members of, especially all three Stanley Cup championship teams of that six-year span continued to hold. I mean, it was was amazing, frankly, being in the atrium and seeing it wall-to-wall packed. About an hour before the ceremony even began, they had to close off entrance into the atrium because they had reached capacity. And I said this when I introduced... The Fab Four on stage—it was like I was introducing the Beatles. I mean, just the the reaction was crazy, and and it—I um, don't think though I had time to get nervous because it was just I, I was there waiting for for when they showed up, and then it was it was pretty much things were on such a tight timeline that it was like they showed up and I got the cue to go on stage. And I basically met those guys when I called them up and asked them their first question. I made a, I made a point of tracking down, especially Nicholas Brent and Duncan afterwards, to just introduce myself formally. But I think uh, it, it's good to have Patrick Sharp on my
1: side. I think he
2: did a good job <laughs> softening those guys up before I talked to them on the
1: panel. Yeah, that uh, certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, but they knew it was going to be you know all seashells and balloons and everybody would be really happy to see them and they were and uh I was talking about this last night with Mario I was so happy to see Brent Seabrook get the pop that he got because you know the last few years for him were were tough you know he had started the natural decline that anybody who plays as hard and as long as Brent Seabrook plays uh, would have and uh, some of the fans started to sour a little bit but it's it's so good to see uh, those guys getting their recognition and Hosa said it Like I I know I'm going to be back here soon for another one of these, you know, so it was it was very, very cool. And I think you did a great job. So uh, under difficult circumstances, both, um, you know, with the people you're speaking to and the atmosphere and the setup, it was just kind of a tough recipe. I think you nailed it. So good job.
2: Thank you. I I mean, it it was a ton of fun. I, I didn't see it as a as a burnin it didn't add any stress to my day or anything like that I just thought it I just thought it was really cool and and that's one of the things that I enjoyed the most about this last year has been meeting the legends of of the Blackhawks those that are that are still with us and so again learning about just how, deep the relationship is between blackhawks fans and those three stanley cup teams and then Mm. you had all seven guys who were on all three teams there under one roof i thought that was pretty special and i was really glad to just be a an eyewitness to that as much as anything else
0: yeah i mean getting getting those guys all together is is pretty incredible um since you know since they they've all kind of taken their ways away from from the team and away from hockey it it was Pretty, pretty impressive. Who, uh, who of those of those guys? I know you've you've uh, been had some time to to get to know Patrick Sharp a little bit. Who of those guys uh, were you? I guess maybe a little bit uh, most excited or maybe nervous for to to kind of like introduce yourself and and have a little bit of a interaction with.
2: Well, I I think I think all of them for for different reasons in a sense. I mean, you heard Marion Hosa say what a presence Brent Seabrook was in the locker room. You know, the guy that really had the pulse of the team and then sort of conveyed to the outside world. in in a lot of cases, what was going on in the locker room, you know, kind of where guys heads were at as a team. Uh, so, you know, he, you know, and you could, you could feel his presence from, from the minute that he, that he walked up on the stage Duncan Keith, you know, again, I, I, I think Eddie Olchek said it best during the ceremony, the, the greatest Blackhawks defenseman ever. I mean, the guy's going to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame for sure. And it, it was really cool how down-to-earth Duncan Keith was to me. I mean, after the panel ended, we walked off stage eventually. I mean, they all – Duncan Keith and Brian Seabrook almost had to be dragged off stage because they were <laughs> signing so many autographs. But even as he was signing autographs, in the hallway leading away from the atrium, Duncan Keith was having a conversation with me, just asking where I was from, how long I'd been in Chicago. Uh, you know, He and Seabrook both asked how excited I was to have the job and if I was having fun, which, which I really appreciated them even asking that. And then I was having a conversation with Colby Cohen about this actually in the broadcast booth while we were watching the ceremony. I mean, the reception that Nicholas Jalmerson gets – as a as a defensive-minded defenseman. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
2: those you know, he doesn't have the 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 sexy stats or anything like that, but I, I think it's again just a tribute to how devoted Blackhawks fans are to care deeply about a guy who had such an unglamorous role. I mean, he was there to to block shots and and do the the dirty work in a lot of cases. So um all three of the guys I thought were were super down to earth. They, you know there there was there was a lot that was being asked of them, and I, I should say four with with Patrick too, of course. But there's a lot being asked of them yesterday. You know they they went through the proverbial ringer when it came to interviews and appearances and and pictures and things like that. And and um, I thought they all did a
0: great job. Well, they're used to it. They've gone through a few Blackhawks conventions
1: before. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned that presence from Seabrook. And I-, I go back to Jonathan Taves' 1,000th game when Hosa hit the ice and everybody went crazy for Hosa, right? And and uh, Seabrook got it. And you're right about Jalmerson. Like, that is – I know every city's like, my city likes guys that work hard. I don't know the city that's like we prefer pretty <laughs> boys who don't get dirty. like every city says that, but truly in Chicago, uh, there is a recognition for people like Nicholas Jalmerson who just go about their business quietly, take a beating, give a beating, all those sort of things and and don't want the 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 recognition. and you know, so many times this week Marion Hosta used the word unsung. About Nicholas Jalmerson but guess what it's kind of sung Hawks fans know <laughs> about Nicholas Jalmerson right and they respect him and they love him and you know we've got months and months and years and years to discuss you know who might be going up there with Marion Hosa. but um, when you hear a response like that for Nicholas Jalmerson your mind starts to wonder about him too you know there's the obvious Kane and Taves and Keith and Seabrook and then there's those periphery guys and he might be one of them. I don't know. I just don't know what the criteria is. I don't know if Danny and Jamie know right now who they're all going to be. But uh, I just love that host is like, I, I I'm, I'm going to be back many, many times here in mm-hmm. the coming years. It was just, it's just a great night. And I, I'm gonna, I wrote about it for my Blackhawks beat, which drops tomorrow uh, at 8:30 a.m. Just how special these things are because they're so rare, you know. And, and I'm, I'm glad you got to be a significant part of it. And I kind of want to move on to like the next the next sort of topic here is now that you are in the job full time, you know, not quite a quarter way through the season but almost, how are you feeling? Are you feeling like you're you're finding your place, you're finding your voice?
2: I think so. I I think it I think it happens more and more game by game. It's just a it's just a process and I'm just trying to have patience when it comes to Learning the game, learning the league as much as anything else. I, I think the one thing that I want everyone to know first and foremost is just how much fun that I'm having, how much I enjoy being around the team, the players, the coaches, the Blackhawks front office personnel. I love working with with Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp and Colby Cohen. And I love our friends on the radio side as well, John Wideman and, and Kaylee Chelios. It's really been great working with with the other broadcasters too. So um, it's been a ton of fun. I mean, it, I just i I'm amazed at at the speed and the skill in the NHL. Uh, you know, especially like we were we were in Boston on Saturday night, and man, just seeing how those guys move the puck around close to the net. I mean, it is it's a sight to behold. So I think as far as what I'm working on now, it, it's just it's just catching up with the speed of the game, keeping pace with the speed of the game, and really being on those those pinpoint passes that you really see close to the net, those bang, bang plays, just trying to stay on top of that action and, and learn, you know, the moments when I can open things up a little bit and and bring in Troy, Patrick, or Colby, get some of our personalities out on the air a little bit too. Um, You know, just learning to read those lulls in the game when, when you can sort of back away from the play-by-play, the strict play-by-play and, and have a little fun on the broadcast as well. So it's a, it's a blast, though. It's a ton of fun. And I, I was a little bit surprised myself when I realized that we're not even officially to the second quarter of the season yet. So it's been a lot of fun going through the league for the first time. I mean, calling Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin for the Pittsburgh game was, was amazing. And I never get tired of seeing Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves handle the puck either. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I've gotten so much support and so much help from everybody. It's really, really humbling. And, uh, you know, I'm just really pumped to keep going through the season.
0: You were uh, obviously different circumstances, but you were part of a, of a rotation last year. And now on the other side, you're kind of a part of a, <laughs> another ro- you're experiencing another rotation this year. How has it been switching back and forth in games between uh, Troy Murray and, and, and Patrick Sharp? That's a good question, I, I and I think fortunately
2: being a, a freelance broadcaster before I got the Blackhawks job full time, <laughs> yeah, I am used to just being like, all right, who am I working with tonight? So, uh, I I think that it's uh it, you know it's nothing that I haven't handled before. Uh, you know both both Troy and Patrick are are great guys and Blackhawks legends, and it's really really cool to just sit and talk with them and. Hear their stories and hear their perspective on the game. Uh, you know they both are really funny off the air. They they both have great senses of humor. Uh, they both played in, in they each played in different generations. So their their take on the game and and the things that they sort of emphasize is is a little bit different. You know, Troy Murray has got his uh, his note sheet in front of him that he prepares. For every game and you know he tracks things like face-off percentages and and he you know really has a has a great understanding of uh you know recent trends power play trends penalty kill trends and, and things like that whereas patrick sharp is able to really he i think he does a great job just breaking down why things happen uh i think he's really good on the telestrator and and talking through replays and things like that too so both guys are are really really good. Uh, we're we're all in this together. I think we're all we're all trying to get better as hockey broadcasters. And then when when you bring Colby Cohen in with his between the benches perspectives too, that's another wrinkle that makes it different than just working with Troy or just working with Patrick. It's okay. How do we how do we integrate this third voice and not step on each other's toes and stay in our lane? So again it, it's it's really like anything else the way you I think figure it out the best is to just do it through repetition and fortunately it's a it's an 82 game season and we've got a, a lot of hockey still to call in front of us
1: Pat Foley was in the building last night and uh I wonder what your relationship is or was like with him uh, as he was sort of uh you know leaving and you were jumping into his spot has he been? Has he been helpful? Has he been a mentor at all, or is he just kind of what we all imagine? Pat Foley be like, I'm retired. See ya. I'll be back when I'm back. And <laughs> you know, uh, what's that been like? If is there any relationship there at all?
2: He was phenomenal to me, especially during the audition process, if you will. Um, you know, I, we we talked on the phone before my first ever game with the Blackhawks, and and he gave me some really meaningful advice. He just said, hey, be yourself. Don't let my ghost, if you will, this is not a a verbatim quote, but he said, don't let my presence just kind of hang around in the booth. Like that's your booth. Call your game. Don't think about me at all. And I mean, I really (laughs) appreciated him saying that because it's hard not to think about him because of, of, again, the relationship that he has with Blackhawks fans and the fact that he was in that seat for 39 years as last season wore on, I I had the chance to grab lunch with him and really pick his brain on how he prepares for games and uh, get some more, I guess, extended or in-depth advice from him on, on how to approach the position specifically, you know, since, um, since the season began, I know I texted him before he, he did his Chicago Cubs play by play, appearance over the summer. I have been trying to just give him some space. I know that he's around. He's, he's been around the team a a good bit. I know that he was in San Jose at the start of the season for Doug Wilson's ceremony uh, in San Jose. I, I know he and Doug have a very close relationship. I haven't wanted to, to bother him though, or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I do care very deeply for him and, you know, want to have a, have a relationship I have nothing but the most respect for for the the career that he's had and and the job that he did as the Blackhawks play-by-play announcer um but I guess you know to start the season I've just been pretty tunnel visioned into yeah just getting my pre-game routine down calling these games learning the league um, so I, I haven't been I guess overly communicative with with Pat since the season began but I know he's around and, um, you know, I, I, definitely will reach out to him again at some point.
1: So I'm interested, you have mentioned a couple of times, like learning the league, how are you doing it? Like, what sort of steps are you taking to, to learn about the upcoming opponents? Like, is it watching highlights every night? Is it, um, playing video games? Like, you know, how are you, how are you, how are you learning the league? Like a lot of announcers say that, but never really dive into it. So I'm interested. What's your process? So when I was a kid,
2: I I definitely I was definitely the guy that announced his video games. I mean, I was big into the backyard <laughs> sports. I was bi- I, I announced my Madden NFL video games. Yeah, I tried, um, but I just I turned had- it into
1: Pat Foley. That's why, What's that? that's why I always tried to do it with the NHL games, but then it just turned into a Pat Foley impression. I gave up that dream very quickly because <laughs> that's all I knew.
2: Well, I, I've given up I've given up my my dream to be a, a professional gamer in any way. I, I haven't really done a whole lot of gaming period since I graduated from college. But, you know, before I hopped on with you guys, I was just sitting in my living room watching the Dallas Stars last game against the New York Islanders. And that's been a big part for me watching each upcoming opponent's last game. And I know the, you know, the Stars play again tonight too. So it's it's kind of a luxury right now, this, this window that we have where you've got two days off before your next game because – you know, when you do like – like what's really hard are the back-to-backs, man. Like when we did – we had Boston-Pittsburgh over the weekend, and it's like game ends, and and I'm I'm still in the arena in Boston down in the media room waiting for everybody to clear out of the locker room and get on the bus, and I'm taking a look at, at Pittsburgh's lines, and I'm following the third period of their ongoing game against Winnipeg. So um, the quick turnarounds are – I'll be honest, what I'm still – trying to, trying to master. And, you know, it's not, it's not the top two lines or the, the top two D pairs necessarily. That is the biggest challenge. It's no, it's knowing the, the checking lines and and the third deep pair, and, you know, being ready for the 10 minutes of, of ice time that those guys are going to get, but you've got to know their names when they come on the ice. And especially because they're not necessarily taking regular shifts um, you know they're not on the ice as mm-hmm. much as as Kane and Taves or Crosby and Malkin or something like that so you've got to just always be even during the game I'm learning kind of quizzing yourself like before every face off I'm just doing a quick count okay who's uh who's on the ice yeah okay got got that down and um, while still trying to listen to my producer and and my broadcast partner so i guess as far as the pregame prep goes i mean it's really just basic <laughs> name and number memorization for me there is uh, there is so much information out there about the stories behind these guys and we spend time talking to the to the coaches and and the other broadcasters before every game where you kind of get the nuggets that you can sprinkle in learning for example that Sidney Crosby had never scored a goal at the United Center before last night you know got that by talking to to Pittsburgh's broadcaster before the game so Um, but as far as what I'm really, really focused on right now is just who's got the puck and who's, who, who's going to get the next pass. And so it's really just names and numbers. You know, I, I write it, I write it down by hand and just quiz myself. Like you're studying for a multiplication test or a vocabulary, a spelling test in school. I mean, I, I basically make flashcards and, um, (laughs) in addition to watching as much tape as I can, previous games, the condensed games yeah. that you can watch on NHL.com sometimes when I'm in a time crunch, but um, you know, as a play-by-play guy, you got to love that part of it as much as calling the game. You got, you got to love the preparation. And and I really do. It's been, it's been a ton of fun. Uh, you know, just all right. Who's, who's going off for, for the Dallas stars. Yeah. That Jason Robertson line is really cooking right now. Jake Ottinger is, is a beast in net. So uh, it, it's been a lot of fun just putting those pieces together.
0: Well, speaking of uh, names and numbers, there has yeah. been quite the saga this season. Yeah, this is why we're uh, really
1: getting you on, Chris. Not only a certain Blackhawks goalie <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> who was not supposed to play a whole lot. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. To, with the big team this year. Yeah, no. And and okay, so we're talking about. Arvid. You want me to say that last name? Arvid. We're talking about Arvid Soderblom. Okay. Um. Of course, you know, prospect for the Blackhawks has got a very bright future. Uh, and, and you know, I, I guess I want to apologize just for how inconsistent it's been. No, uh, with, hold with on. The, no, with no, no, the no, 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 <laughs> b- b- Stop. On, Before
1: you apologize, <laughs> you do not need to apologize. Everyone is confused about it. It's not because of you. It's not you. It's just been a funny thing that we were talking to um, – to to uh colby before practice one day and he's like i don't know i even asked him and he answered and i still wasn't sure what the answer was so don't (laughs) apologize it's not you We're all we have we're a team trying to come together on a consensus here that's all
0: we we have (laughs) all heard him say it at least two different ways and in the in the pronunciation guide it is also a third different way so (laughs) it's just it's all over the board yeah and and
2: so we're trying you know we're we're among the the Blackhawks broadcasters, we are we are drilling this down really as we speak. But I Jay actually just before we went on, I texted you a, a video that I took for audio purposes from from the Blackhawks locker room. It's me asking Arvid how to say his name. Oh, I just got it, and
1: I have do not <laughs> I'll know, send it. Please I'll, I'll,
2: verify it at some point If you want, I don't know if you want to listen to it now Or after the show, whatever, whatever works for you But to me, <laughs> it sounds like He is saying sodder Bloom So okay. if you look at the first three letters Of his name, S-O-D, I think Like sod, as in turf Or dirt, mm-hmm. you know, it's as opposed to A so-der-bloom with mm-hmm. a long
1: O Okay, I just sent I, it to I, our Producer, now this is for, As a former producer myself i'd be furious at a host for doing this to me (laughs) but i'm but steven who is producing the show i'm i'm uploading it in slack right now so i don't know if we can if we can turn it around in time or not but uh we'll try but okay so solder solder bloom solder bloom yes
2: now i think i can i can um funny enough my uh my Blackhawks producer is giving me a call now. I'll have to call him back. I don't think it's about I don't think it's about Arvid's last name, but <laughs> I th- here's here's why I think there's been so much confusion. I think it is it is frankly difficult for English speakers to say his name. He is, he is Swedish, and just the way that Swedish people talk, it it makes it difficult for. English speakers to approximate a true Swedish accent. And and, and, I mean, that works for any foreign language, really. It's it's the same situation. I think that so many people have asked Arvid about it, that in an effort to make it easier on English speakers and to really Americanize his own name, he has also at times said Soderblom. Okay. But when he says it the way he would say it, as if he were talking to someone in Sweden, it sounds to me like he's saying
0: "Soderblom." Okay. Well, what? look, I am. I yeah. am. A, I. I definitely am definitely <laughs> on board with the 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 player from uh, you know wherever they're from, European country, uh, you know whatever it is, the pronunciation that that they want that they would say to their friend, their parent, whatever. Like, if that's what, what it's out, what it is, I am all for uh, saying it in that way. I don't, I don't think that they necessarily need to be like, Oh, okay, well let me, let me take the accent out and say it like a, like an American, like, like, let's let's give them yeah. their pronunciation Call them by that's their the name. least that they can do for flying overseas to play professionally <laughs> in a country that's not theirs. Yeah, they're <laughs> not their home. You well, know? That,
1: we when we were talking to Hosa the other day. He said we've all said Nicholas Jalmerson forever. But he said, like he He-Almer, he like, healmerson or something. I,
0: it was like Hyalmerson. And I'm sure yeah. he
1: is saying it correctly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he you is. Know. Yeah, it's tough. And I, I feel bad for these guys because you're right, there probably is no direct perfect translation it's probably a sound that doesn't exist in the in the english language so he's trying to do the best he can but I, you don't want a guy conceding and just saying like fine my name is is Soderbloom just to make it Correct. easier on everybody no that don't do that screw us like tell us what your name is <laughs> and you know we'll we'll get it we'll figure it out eventually if we can do Krivo Krasov we can certainly do Soderbloom <laughs>
2: You know? Right, and, and I think, you know, so what I've learned by my interactions with Arvid is that he is a very, very nice guy. And I think he's somewhat bemused by just how difficult it's been for English speakers <laughs> to say his last name. So I think he's trying to, I, you know, I, I really don't think he is that particular about it. Not not because of indifference, but I, I think he's trying to be accommodating. Um but but you're right like it, it gets to a point Jay where you've gotta just you gotta just drill drill it down and, and say it one way. And to me I, I think Soderbloom is the most authentic way that that I can say it. Um, I talked to him in depth about this and you know he he said that it's not quite as, it, you know, it's not quite a bloom like we would say in English, where you're really stretching out those two O's. You know, if he he said if you can kind of like shorten the the bloom to more of a quick bloom, almost like you're saying it like one O and a half or something like that. We're getting into the weeds no, now. I that's what Colby that. said. He's
1: like, Colby says, like, well, it's not really bloom. It's more like bloom. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. per- perfectly clear, Colby. <laughs> <Kobe>. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean. I think, I think though, if you know, if you say, if you say, if you say Soderblom, I think you're a okay. Okay. If you say Soderblom, I think Arvid would be fine with that. But I, I think that the the best way, the best approximation that an English speaker can come to saying it like a Swede is Soderblom.
0: I I listened to it uh, off my phone, and I I you're right, Chris. That's I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the same. uh, I'm getting the same. I'm hearing the same thing. Well, I appreciate that. I've got one other thing that, that,
2: you know, this is just to, you know, I I tweeted at you guys like we could have an entire podcast episode about (laughs) how to say his last name. And I I was serious because so, you know, and it goes back a long ways now to the first home game of the season against the Detroit Red Wings. Of course, Arvid's brother Elmer mm-hmm. yeah. plays for the plays for the Red Wings. And so we're down again in the bowels of the United Center. And at this point remember Arvid's not playing Uh-oh, for the right. Blackhawks. Yep. So we're talking to Ken Daniels, the longtime television announcer for the Detroit Red Wings, and he's got on his phone Elmer saying his last name. And I'm not going to say how Elmer said the family last name for the, because it's just going to make it even more confusing, but it was very different than the way that Arvid said his last name to me. And I I brought that up to Arvid as well. And he said, look, he, he went as far as to say, I don't agree with how my brother is saying our last
1: name. So family turmoil. I don't even know. I mean, it's just nuts. It's, it's, it's nuts. Oh, I mean, I, I, all right. So there's two scenarios here. Either uh, they're they're punking everybody. And every time they're asked, they're just going to say it a different way. And it's an inside joke between the two of them. Or it is like the longest running Swedish controversy in the entire family. Does no idea how to say it. And when they get together for the holidays, they spend the entire time arguing about how to say their own name. Those are the only two possibilities that I will allow.
2: <laughs> well, and unfortunately, you know, speaking on behalf of the of Blackhawks broadcasters, we we are behind the narrative because, you know, everyone across the NHL has gotten, you know, has heard the the Red Wings version because of Elmer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now it sounds like we're saying it differently and not, you know, not doing our due diligence. And, you know, so it's it's
1: all right it's crazy all right Stephen our producer great hustle he's got the video ready so let's give it a listen here and get judgment for ourselves this is a uh, Arvid in the locker room talking to Chris about how to say his name okay go ahead whenever you're ready so bloom so bloom solder bloom okay yeah. All right, that's, that's it. what I hear. That's, that's, that's what I, I hear. Music, it's, yeah, no, that's that's it. That is solder <laughs> yeah. bloom. That is the way. That is the closest way we can get to amazing. saying it correctly. Solder Got bloom. <sighs> All right, Readjustment. All right, <laughs> we gotta <I> readjust.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, um, you know, and it's again funny. We're in we're in Boston over the weekend, and Boston's radio team says Brad Marchand. Boston TV says Brad Marchand. So I think it's kind of like, you know, maybe one of those situations where, you know, it's just, it's almost like, how does your, based on where you grew up, how do you say your vowel sounds? I Mm -hmm. mean, do you like, do you shorten your A's and your O's or do you... See, I was
0: I was Chris, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt when I was hearing Soderbloom. I was like, oh well, he's from Wisconsin, so of course. Like it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> elongate that A sound. <laughs> yeah. I, I that's yeah. what I figured was 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 bleeding in there. But yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a classic blue dress with black or white dress with gold when you when you hear it or, or say it kind of situation.
2: Well and like, I, mean, I, I hear will... it hearing
0: it directly from him. I I that's what that's what I'm gonna go with from now on. <laughs> So, not to get too off track here, but there was a, there was a
2: player last year, since traded, where like I I thought it was like I, I struggled to say his name the right way because of my Wisconsin accent. I so Brandon Hagel. I, I like for some reason I've got like a glitch in my head that that maybe always want to say say it like Hagel. Hagel. Like I would just, Mm. I would, I would just shorten it. And I, and like people would say, Hey, you're like saying his name wrong. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it took me a while. I had to like train my ear to like, like. so I do know that like, I, I can say some things, you know, the Wisconsin accent definitely comes out, (laughs) but for the, for this one, I, I think, uh, you know, I've really tried to do my due diligence on this and, and, uh, you know, it's again, it's, uh, it's probably going to take a while before the entire NHL gets on the same page, but we can uh, we can start one one broadcaster at a time. Here. Well, look, we, will, I, we
1: will do we will do our best to get the word out. Yeah, and I'm glad we have um, <laughs> at least some closure on this. Solder bloom to me, that, that's that's what he said. And if you bought a Chicago uh, Fiat, just add an S on the end. You know, solder blooms <laughs> like the jewels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just add an S, and that's how you really endear yourself to Chicagoans.
2: i think i think they i think everyone in the locker room just calls him soddy or or something easy enough easy enough that works
1: enough all right chris we've taken up enough of your time with this stupidity so uh (laughs) thanks for joining us man we appreciate it and we'll enjoy the call uh, on wednesday sounds good fellas happy thanksgiving
2: thanks for letting me clear the air there and uh, we'll talk soon appreciate it all right pleasure
1: thank you uh that is hawks play-by-play man chris vossers great sport great dude uh he literally did that on like 3 hours notice. So yeah, uh that yeah. was terrific and and thanks to uh Stephen for getting that done for us. That was outstanding. Uh hey, before we hit a break, we want to remind everybody we've got our new 81 legendary design out mm-hmm. at the CHGO locker. If you've not picked it up, do it. This is a limited run print of the legendary 81 design honor the greatest free agent signing In Chicago sports history with the sweet design, go to chgolocker.com to get yours. If you are a CHGO diehard, you get 20% off all merch at the CHGO Locker, including the legendary design. And if you've been on the fence about becoming a diehard, guess what? When you sign up, you get a free T-shirt. So maybe Mm -hmm. you'll choose the legendary design to be your free one. And you get a free shirt every year. Upon renewal, there it is on your screen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sweet design. As soon as it dropped, I ordered mine. Uh, mm-hmm. And for uh, us bigger fellows, it goes up to 5X. I know there have been some people who have been waiting to get shirts because they were only going up to 2X. These go up to 5X. So pick up the legendary design. There's a bunch of other really cool ones uh, for every team in town. Uh, but remember, this one, the 81 legendary design, is a limited run so jump on that and get them while supplies last because once they're gone they are gone 11 sorry about that uh chgolocker.com i gave you an awkward pause there mario my bad
0: i oh, know you're good yeah those uh, i love those shirts it's a tremendous design uh jeff definitely jump on the opportunity to uh to, to, to get that and to commemorate uh the great event that uh, that we saw at the uc Last night. Hey, uh, if you are are into great deals, uh, like becoming a diehard and saving on all the awesome merch that the CHGO Locker uh, offers you, Mm -hmm. you also would like to, I I would assume, save money on your energy bill. And uh, ComEd has a great way of trying to do that for you. Uh, ComEd has their energy efficiency program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial and public sector sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about How to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making those projects even more cost-effective than before. And right now, what you can do is go to comed.com slash poweringbiz to start saving money and energy. To start a project, you can call them at 855-433-2700. You can also email them at businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com.
1: And we know a lot of people took in the ceremonies last night because they used the game time app to get their tickets. It is the hottest new ticketing site, smart people, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Mario, we checked like Wednesday night. weren't th- weren't the tickets to go see the hostess ceremony like thirty dollars or something? It was yeah,
0: something like in the mid thirties. Yeah, uh, no wonder it was sold out.
1: Yep. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you've never thought you could, like the fifty yard line courtside behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it is possible. With the Game Time app. They have the biggest last minute price drops and they can be found on, on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks Tickets. It's created by the fans for the fans and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you're on one of those other uh, ticketing sites and you see something less expensive than it is on Game Time, reach out. Game Time will beat the deal. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. I'm looking ahead here at the GameTime app. uh The day after Thanksgiving, a little more expensive. Uh yeah, you Just can in general, on the, everyone wants on to the go to that game. Here. The Black Friday game is always a big seller. But Winnipeg, 19. How about Connor McDavid in the Oilers for $16? What are you doing? How about Alexander Ovechkin on the 13th? $16. Come see some of the legends of hockey who are going to be making their way through the United Center in the next few weeks here at the GameTime app. You saw it right there on your screen. We're not making these things up. Those deals are fantastic, and they only get better as you get closer to game time. So jump in on there. And here's a little, here's a little something to keep an eye on. As we were talking last night, Mario, about you know this could be the last sellout of the season. You might want to secure tickets to that last home game before the trade deadline because mm. you never know if it's your last chance to see Patrick Kane and or Jonathan Taves in a Blackhawks uniform. It's so not a bad idea. So keep an eye on that date. And it's something you might want to keep in your hip pocket. Might be a cheaper ticket now uh, before people realize, oh, hey, that might be something I want to see, something I want to go to. So keep that one in mind. All right. We've got about a half hour of the show left to go. We're going to get your mailbag Monday question. So, Stephen, as soon as you've got one, Pop it on the screen, and we will answer that question. And Charlie the Bacon Guy, my buddy, our buddy, kicks it off for us today via Twitter. He says, if Jalmerson's goal in Game 7 counts versus Detroit, does he get his number retired automatically? Certainly Ring of Honor, but in the rafters is different. That's a good question. And I found myself Mm. wondering last night if those seven, you know, the guys that won all three, are the ones in consideration to have their numbers retired
0: yeah, I mean yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely uh Kate you can make a case for all seven of those guys at least well, one for sure is already done. Yeah, uh, three others are locks in Kane Taze and Keith. You can make a, a very good case for Brent Seabrook. you can make a good case for Nicholas Yalmerson. Patrick Sharp is a stretch, but I think you can there are people that could definitely see why. Being uh, being retired, having number 10 be retired could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are the only those are the, the only seven guys that were part of all three uh, modern era cup uh, runs for the Blackhawks. Um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Kind of tipping the scales of Seabrook's legacy and and Yalmerson's leg- legacy. Uh, between, you know, if 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 his regulation goal in the final minute counts they don't call that stupid double minor against Brandon sod and whoever hit him. I think it was applicator. So one of the red wing chuds. Um, <laughs> but then, but then that's, but then that's Seabrook's like most iconic goal yeah. off the board. Like that, that's, that's interesting. I, I, not to say that you have to take away something from one guy to make another guy's case stronger, but I don't know. That's interesting. Cause I look at it this way and, and, you know, with, with host being, being retired at the same time, the Ottawa senators announced that they're retiring Chris Neal's number 25, which is a game that's going to happen in Ottawa against the Blackhawks uh, in February. Look, Chris Neal. I mean, he's, he was a long time Sen, and he was a long time, not great player, but because of what he means to Ottawa, that's why he's getting his number retired. And I said it, you know, kind of tongue in cheek when that announcement came out, I said, Oh, okay. Well then the Blackhawks can, can retire all of these numbers. And there was like 38 numbers. If the Blackhawks went the route of who means a lot to the team and who the fan base would appreciate seeing, getting that, that level of honor, you'd, you'd have a dozen guys at least having their numbers retired. And yeah,
1: yeah. That's what they need a like, ring of honor. I don't I don't want I
0: don't to. want to say like, oh, it takes away this the specialness of it. It doesn't. Having your number retired and being like, you were the guy that wore number 81, the only one, uh, and and no one else will do it. You were the guy that wore 19 last and you were the best to wear it. No one else will do it. Like that is a big honor for those guys. It doesn't matter if five numbers are in the rafters or 25 are in the rafters. That's a big honor. Yeah. I just think at some point. There, you you kind of have to have a criteria for it. Yeah, and th- winning three cups is a big criteria. All, and and we talked about it. Those seven guys, the 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 pops that they got at the UC, and other guys too, not just those seven. Corey Crawford anytime he shows up in a, in a Blackhawks capacity, people, people lose their minds. They love it. Dave Boland, who who doesn't really come around all that often, but when he does, people love Dave Boland in Chicago. Mm -hmm. They always will. Um, You know, two guys that were integral to two of the three cup runs. And, but also like in the discussion of like overall greatness, it's like, yeah, like, okay, you can kind of make a case for Crawford Boland. It's like, he is a, he's a cult hero. So it's just like, yeah. The Blackhawks I think have to have some standard of 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 of, of where they draw the line.
1: Yeah, I you know, I, I, the more we think about it, I think I'm stopping at Seabrook. Taves Kane, okay. Keith Seabrook, Hosa.
0: And and would you do Seabrook and Chelios together?
1: I think you have to because I think yeah. you could certainly make the argument that Chris Chelios was a better player than Brent Seabrook. He didn't have the accomplishments he's, here, but he was a longtime captain. He's local. Generous, he's back trophies. with the. He's back with the organization. It makes perfect sense. And then, before you can talk about Sharp or Jalmersen, you need to revisit a couple guys. You need mm-hmm. to revisit Larmer. You need to revisit Ronick. Both of those ships seem to have sailed. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, Doug, I just
0: Doug, Doug Wilson.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of guys who. You know, they didn't win cups here, but they were hugely, hugely important to this franchise. Uh, look, people my age, dudes my age, Ronick is their guy. Like, he is the reason they're Hawks fans. And I'm pointing a mm-hmm. thumb at myself. That's the guy that got the hooks in me, right? Like, holy cow, I, w- I want to watch that guy every time he's on the ice, you know? Yeah. And he's still, like, when I play ultimate team and NHL games, he's the first guy I try to get. Still to this day, because it's my guy like Ronix, my guy, he will always be my guy, despite some of the uh, disappointments over the years, you know, off the ice. But I don't care. He was a phenomenal hockey player and I'm playing a hockey video game. Let's go. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get to the next one, because I know we got a lot. We might have to carry some of these over till tomorrow. By the way, reminder, we start at 2 p.m. tomorrow and Bernie Nichols will be our guest on tomorrow's show. So don't miss that. But an early start time of 2 p.m. Uh, Zach says favorite HOSA memory that isn't the game winning goal against Nashville in game five.
0: Uh, I got an easy one and I think it's in, in the 13 months that I, that I have been a dad uh, I have changed as a person. Um, <laughs> so my, my moment is is when Hosa had the, I, I believe it was thousandth game yeah. or thousandth point. I can't exactly remember. Uh, But when he was when he was honored by the Blackhawks and and had his his family with him uh, and and was had his daughter with him and she honked his nose. That's just like, I don't know. That's just like one of those things where it's just like we can talk for hours upon hours about all his on ice highlights. And and, and we 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 tried not to Chris Farley it when he was in studio (laughs) uh, and and doing those things. Uh, But that moment, that's just like one of those one of those clips that it's just like, you know what, like. There have been times like I've been holding my daughter, like getting her lunch together or something like that, and she'll just like start grabbing my ear, and like she's got these like tiny dagger fingernails, like little <laughs> baby daggers, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh hey, 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 uh, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, like you're just you're just playing, like yeah. it's 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 just one of those fun moments.
1: That was the you know the everyone we always talk about Jose like he's this uh, robot, right, like this machine, and he's unemotional, and he even told us like I never cry. I'm just level. I'm just this guy. That was really the first like time we got to see the real human side yeah. of Hosa is when his daughter grabbed his nose and he like kind of laughed. It was that was a really cool moment. Uh my favorite, and he talked about this in his book, is when the Hawks were playing Detroit. Pavel Datsuk stole the puck from him. And then Hosa put on the brakes, turned around, and took the puck back from Pavel Datsuk. It was two of the best defensive <laughs> forwards in the game going at it. And if you read the book he tells a story of when he was in Detroit, him and Datsuk would play this game after every practice where they would try to steal the puck from each other. And he said he looked forward to it. It was his favorite part of practice, was playing this one-on-one game with Pavel Datsuk. He took it with him to Chicago. It later evolved into like a team game, like last man standing sort of a thing. But Hmm. I thought that that was something that, only like a few Hawks weirdos like me had noticed in the game. And Hosa wrote about that moment in his book, which I thought was really, really cool. And I think it just yeah. he scored so many goals and had so many big moments for the Hawks, but that was just that subtle little thing of, Oh, you just took the puck from me? I am Marion effing Hosa, and I'm gonna come <laughs> and show you that you don't do that to me, and I'm gonna come and get it back. It was just awesome. Like just that that competitiveness that him and Datsuk had with each other and it's weird, like that book has given me this weird affection for those Red Wings. It's very, very strange and it's a very <laughs> weird feeling. But Hosa yeah. says I'm not the player I was without that year in Detroit. So thank you to the Detroit Red Wings for making Marion Hosa a more complete player. It's 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 unreal, but uh really, really cool. All right, let's get a let's mm-hmm. get another one in here. Uh, this one's from Kayla. She says, What do you think their plans are for Caleb Jones? Would they move him to Rockford and bring another Rockford player up? Um, this was a big topic on our postgame show uh, last night, and I, I, I think we need to caution ourselves from scapegoating Caleb Jones from everything. With Seth Jones out and the Hawks really having no other offensive options, Caleb Jones is in a position he's not fit to be in, but they don't have a ton of other options. Um, and yep. they're down constantly. They need to play catch-up in games, so they're also playing a little more risky um, trying to get back into games and mistakes are going to happen. Uh, I think Caleb Jones is an NHL player on this roster. I don't even think he, does he have a two way deal? I'm not even sure about that, to be honest. No. Yeah. So I, I no, no, I think you're just going to, you'll see him in and out of the lineup. Like he's been, he's your seventh defenseman. Uh, when Seth Jones come back, comes back. That's going to be the interesting thing is who is the more commonly sat defenseman. Is it Roos? Is it Mitchell? Is it Caleb? I think that remains to be seen well when when seth
0: comes back um there cuz tyler johnson is going to come back too yeah pretty soon here uh maybe as soon as this week um that when seth and tyler are back there that's 24 players that's over the limit of 23 so when tyler comes back they'll be at 23 someone might have to go down um or they'll stay at 23 but then once seth is back which will happen within the next 10 to 14 days uh from all accounts from luke richardson someone else will, someone will have to be going down. Um, it's more likely that's going to be a defenseman. I, it's not going to be Caleb Jones. They are, you know, the, I think part of the reason Philip Bruce is here is because there's a clause in his contract that says if he's sent to the NHL, he could go back to his his club in Sweden. AHL, um, yeah. AHL, yeah. yeah. Uh, he could go back to his club in Sweden. Um, I, I, I think if if the club calls him back and then he would have to accept it. Um, but his goal is to be in the NHL, but I think that that's probably playing a factor in the reason why he's, he's in the NHL and, and, and staying with the Blackhawks right now, because if he was freely able to go to the ice Hogs, I think it, it would better serve him to be in the AHL. Yeah. Um, but he's, but he's with the Blackhawks and, and Ian Mitchell just got here. Um, he might be the one that goes down yeah, because I want, I want to
1: see more of it. I, I kind of want <clears throat> him to play until Seth is back and just yeah. see. You know, just see what he can do with an extended look. Let him get comfortable. Let him get some chemistry going. I hope, like, the last two games aren't all we see from him. I really hope not. I I yeah. want to see more from Mitchell before I'm ready to completely write him off. All right, let's get to the next one here. Steven, this one's from Brad. Which prospects currently in the Hawks system are the most important to the Hawks rebuild? Essentially, which guys have to hit? It's a really good question. Um, I would say mm-hmm. the top... All of them, all yeah, all of them would be wonderful. <laughs> the top and most important prospect in the organization right now is Kevin Korczynski. Um, he looks like a potential one A puck moving, solid defending, speed defenseman. Um, I don't want to say Roman Yosi, but I get strong Roman Yosi vibes from him uh, when I watch him play. Uh, I know that's that's huge praise, yeah. and that's a those are big shoes yeah. to fill but the comps are there when you look at the, the body type and the puck movement and all those things. Uh, I think Nazar is on that list too, and I think Lucas Reichel are, is as well. I don't know if Reichel is going to be a franchise guy, but if he can be your number two center for the next te- you know eight to 10 years, that's really solid, and you'll, you'll take that. And I, I think that's, that's something you could see. You know, if, if Reichel develops the way I think they plan on him developing, I think that's a, a semi-realistic outcome for him is really good. Number two center.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I put Korchinski at the top of the list as well. Um, they, they haven't had a guy that looks like him as a defenseman, uh, in their system for a very long time, um, as a prospect. So I, I think if, if he pans out to, to hit the ceiling that, uh, a, a lot of people expect him to, he, he himself could do a lot to change the direction of the franchise. Um once he gets to that uh, that that preparedness for the NHL. Um, I'll also throw in it wouldn't hurt if Drew Camezzo is a a, a legit NHL starter for for a, a good chunk of time. That would do uh, do a lot for this Blackhawks team because, look, Soderbloom looks looks like he's a legit NHL player. <laughs> good job. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and and a, as he develops, maybe he could be, you know, he could be that guy that is like, down the road, could it be a one A one B where they're both like, yeah, either guy who plays, we're good with it. Like, if that's the case, that's great because outside of those two, um, I know Dominic Bassey has been having a really good NH- uh, NCAA season this year too, uh, but he's he's not really turning many heads in the long run. They don't really have a a, a franchise goalie. So if, if Comezzo and, and, and Soderboom can be kind of 1A, 1B starters, that, that would be really beneficial for the team.
1: Agreed. Uh, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. And looking at DraftKings right now, not a ton that's grabbing me, but St. Louis, uh, it's Anaheim at St. Louis tonight. The the Blues have been picking things up here. The Blues minus 1.5 is plus 125. I think that they can beat the Ducks by more than a goal. So I will take Mm. that. The Blues plus 125 at minus 1.5. That's my uh, wager for the evening. Ride with me, fade me, whatever you want to do. Either way, (laughs) download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details.
0: And if you're looking to uh, light it up, on the DraftKings app, uh, you might need a little uh, little shade from that that bright phone screen as you're lighting up all those bets. You should get yourself a pair of Shady Rays, some of the best sunglasses out there on the market. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses had to be so expensive, so they set out to change that. And You don't have to break the bank to get quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. They are premium polarized shades featuring some of the best world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and the greatest styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. No charge. They are going to replace it. Do you drop them in the lake this summer like I did and you need to replace them, Shady Rays will do it for you. Did you drop them uh, off of the 300 level bleach uh, balcony <laughs> as you were wiping away tears last night at the Marion Hosa event they will replace them. With that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality to make quality that uh, you cannot deny. shady Rays customers seem to agree with that kind of quality as they have over 200,000 five star reviews. And they have uh, one of the best protection programs and one of the best giving back programs uh, of any company out there. Shady Rays, with every purchase, provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So if you're looking for something good to do this year, uh, this this holiday season where giving is uh, always on people's minds, you want to get someone a pair of Shady Rays, want to get yourself a pair of Shady Rays, Uh, You can do that, and you can help out uh, for a great cause. And exclusively to our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. When you use the promo code CHGO at ShadyRays.com, you can get 50% off of two or more pairs. I uh, I didn't go to school for math, but I know that that is buy one, get one free. That means two pairs of Shady Rays for as low as $54. Again, that's using the promo code CHGO at ShadyRays.com. All
1: right, let's try to get a couple more questions in here before we wrap up. Uh, Feel free to throw it up on the screen there, Stephen, and we'll get to it. This is from Walter's Ringer. He says, is it a stretch to say that Ian Mitchell can be the next few Blackhawks team's version of Steve McCarthy? And if so, is that a disappointment for Mitchell? Uh, Yes, I think if Ian Mitchell's a complete bust, that yes, that would be disappointing for (laughs) Ian Mitchell. I think it's a little soon to call him Steve McCarthy. I also think, uh, he's in much better hands than Steve McCarthy was in when he came into the NHL. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. They're like, who the frick is Steve McCarthy? And with good reason, <laughs> he was supposed to be the Hawks next big offensive defenseman right around like the, uh like the Tuomo Rutu era, like right before Kanan Taves. Uh, and it just yeah, never those... panned out for him. Um, yeah. I think Steve McCarthy would have fared better in this NHL than he did back then. It was a little more clutchy grabby back when he entered the league. And I don't know. I just think the Hawks were never great at developing back then. So uh, I I think Ian Mitchell has probably already surpassed Steve McCarthy, to be honest with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You, you, you would hope that a second round draft pick and and someone who, uh, you know, is, is on that cusp of the NHL this, at this stage in their career can pan out a little bit better than, than McCarthy did.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to see. So McCarthy actually, Oh, he played a lot more than I thought he did. Once he left Chicago, played 51 games in Vancouver, uh, 16 with Atlanta, 46 in Atlanta, and then 55 in Atlanta. So 302 NHL games, 55 points. Uh, So a little bit longer of a career than I thought. but just never really broke through to be the guy everybody thought he was going to be. Uh, He was a uh, 23rd overall pick in 1999. So, yeah. No, I
0: don't. I hope
1: not. For Ian Mitchell's sake. All yeah, right, let's I do one not. more before we uh before we kill this one And remember two o'clock tomorrow, Bernie Nichols, and maybe we'll use the rest of the show tomorrow, uh barring some huge news to answer the rest of the questions that didn't get answered. Um <laughs> Chuck Muko has CHTO <laughs> All City seriously evaluated an alter- an alternate up to the minute social media device if Twitter goes the way of the dodo. Boy, I'm trying to figure out this mastodon. I gave up. And I, I joined something today called Post. That I'm still, I'm just kind of joining things as people suggest them, in case I have to jump to it real quick, so yeah. my name's not taken. But Mastodon is confusing as hell.
0: It's so confusing. It's, it is, it is too. Um, I'm trying to be not offensive with what I'm going to say. It is too internet techie for me to yeah. understand. Like I am not like the the server message board like that's not how my brain works that's not my my
1: that's yeah. not my thing, baby. I as don't someone even use from the nineties would say. Reddit is too complicated right. for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. If if Twitter goes down, I'm just gonna open my bedroom window and just shout my thoughts out the window. That's that's you're just a, as good as what I'm doing you're
1: now. You're an idiot, Turovassi. Someone <laughs> screaming back at you. Yeah. Um, the Blackhawks have recalled Ian Mitchell. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Uh, yeah. So my neighbor's gonna hate me.
1: So Mastodon is is decentralized, which means like Twitter is centralized because it's everything yeah. in one feed. Yeah, you can make lists and little groups and stuff, but everything is one feed. Whereas Mastodon there's like a gaming Mastodon and there's a news Mastodon. There's it's no like place where the, I like, can
0: get it all. It's like going into like chat rooms and stuff almost. Yes, from the old from the old AOL days. Like, I don't know. That's and and I, and I think for what I think for what we <laughs> yeah. in the sports media world have used Twitter for, um. I don't think Mastodon is is no. the right way to go unless there's like a, like a dedicated, like, sp- like sports, sports umbrella Mastodon. thread yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I, I don't think Twitter is going weird.
1: anywhere. I thought so yeah. earlier this week, but now I'm kind of like, eh, it's just, he, <laughs> yeah, isn't this that is the Elon way Musk that some of those things go new toy? That's it. He's got this new toy yeah. and he's, he can't just let it be. You know, because it's fine. I mean, it's not fine. There's definitely things. that uh, need No, to change, there's but
0: many things wrong, but it's but at least it's
1: usable. And I know what I'm doing on it. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So the that's, answer, Chuckomoko Moko, is above our
1: pay rate. Not yet. <laughs> not <laughs> but yet. But if you um, are a CHGO diehard, you have access to our Discord. And you can get in touch church- with us very easily. We are active on the Blackhawks channel. Uh, if you just add us, we'll get those notifications. So we're easy to find on Discord. So go to allchgo.com and become a diehard. There you go. Yeah. How about that? Good plan. All right. Let's wrap it up. Reminder, one last time. We're back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Central Time. Our guest will be Bernie Nichols. He's got a book out. I've been reading it today. He's got some Daryl Sutter stories in there already that are delightful. Uh, (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of fun talking to Bernie. And um, what else? Oh, make sure you uh, like the YouTube video. Make sure you're subscribed where you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure, once again, to go check out and purchase that legendary 81 design at chgolocker.com. And we really, really want you to become a CHGO diehard. And if you ever have any questions on this stuff, hit us up on Twitter. We're easy to find. We can answer all your questions. Very happy to help Yeah, exactly. Very happy to help (laughs) with any of this stuff. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Greg's back tomorrow. And we'll get to Bernie Nichols and the rest of your questions on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.